They should not leave D.C. until they get us a border bill. And no, we are not waiting until the general election to do this. And it's irresponsible to say that Congress has to wait until a general election because Trump is worried that he's going to lose. There's a lot of reasons we got to worry Trump's going to lose, but you don't sacrifice national security to do it. If you check what I've said since 1995, I'm consistent on the border, which is I don't think the first thing somebody should do when they come into America is break the law. I think we should have equity in our immigration policy. I love love immigrants in America, just like Ronald Reagan did. I love them legal. And I love them from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So a strong southern border has always been critically important to me. And that's why I agree with the Wall Street Journal editorial page, which just says it straight. I mean, Donald Trump is is talking about this bill being stupid. He's a liar. In this case, as in so many other cases, it's not stupid. He knows actually it's the smart thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It's right for America. And he knows it. And I know a lot of Republicans are against it because Donald Trump is against it. But here's here's the problem for you guys. Uh, The Border Patrol Union came out and the acting CBP chief both came out and said they're not. It's not perfect, but this is the best thing we've seen in decades. So are Republicans going to say that the Border Patrol Union and the acting CBP chief are wrong? Well, look, they can have their perspective, Steve. Uh, and we've it's got a lot their of respect. Jobs, Tom. We've, well, and it's our job to uh, actually make sure the laws will accomplish what we're seeking to do. Yeah. His Republican colleagues who helped him get this together are now turning yeah. on him and going the other way in the service of Donald Trump. Well, and, and of course, you have the Speaker of the House who claims that the Bible guides him, claims that the Jesus, I guess, must have told him, I don't know, I didn't read this part of the Sermon on the Mount, but to gain power by lying, to gain power by pushing the big lie. As Liz Cheney said, he was the chief proponent of the big lie. He didn't believe it, but said, I need to do this ghost to get close to Donald Trump. And so he's now going around lying on, I've seen enough. This bill is too liberal. Is that going to be his voice? I've seen enough. What is his voice? (laughs) Okay. Uh, And so he's done that. And then Langford goes, well, gee, would have been nice if he actually read the bill. It's 370 pages. If he would have actually read the bill before saying that. But again, I guess in his Bible, God, I've heard about the Jefferson Bible, Mm. but the Johnson Bible, holy shnikes, Mm. that must be some Bible that tells you to lie. He tells you to lie about elections, tells you to lie to get into power, tells you to lie and you admit that you're a liar, to get into power, to get close to Donald Trump. And now you're lying about a bill you haven't even read. Well, guess who has read the bill? Not that guy. Not that guy. Because Mar-a-Lago tells him to jump and he goes, ha ha. <laughs> so that guy hasn't read the bill. The Wall Street Journal Editorial page, as Willie said, they've read the bill, Mikey. They don't care if Mikey likes it or not. Oh, Mika, this was a wild day on Capitol Hill uh, in the upper chamber yesterday. Um, as one person blindly told one of my colleagues, how could something be dead when it was never alive? And that is the sentiment uh, that is permeating um, all sides of, of, of um, the 
various ideologically aligned Republicans in, in the Senate right now um, who, are in one way or the other, are trying to push off and, and kill this bill. Um, ever since Trump declared dead uh, on Truth Social, you have seen support for this tank. Um, of course, you know, we, this is all hap, this isn't all happening in a vacuum here. This is an election year. And the closer we get to November, the more and more we devolve into silly season on Capitol Hill. Um, and, and Mitch McConnell told, uh, senators behind closed doors last night, essentially that the mood had changed that over the course of, of four months that negotiations on this bipartisan package had started. This was in November towards the end of last year that the environment had changed, that we had gotten a essentially uh, and more explicitly too close to November uh, and that there was no longer conditions to, to push this through, especially as um, you've heard Speaker Johnson, Elise Stefanik and members of House GOP leadership declare that they are not even going to put this on the floor for a vote. There is um, a feeling that if it's not going to make it for a vote, you know, why would McConnell put some of his senators um, in a bad position and force them to take what's a hard vote? Um, now it's really incumbent on Democrats to, to message this properly and really communicate all of the contradictions we're seeing at play here. Republicans, um, you know, banging uh, the drum on border security uh, in the legal immigration while refusing to push through a bill that the staunch conservative border patrol union endorsed and that would codify into law some of the yeah. strongest border security laws um, in in modern history it's unbelievable a border security bill worth passing the senate bill has reforms trump never came close to getting by any honest reckoning this is what says the wall street journal editorial page by any honest reckoning but that's something Mike Johnson wouldn't know anything about. By any honest, honest is the word, Mikey. Look that up in your Bible that you've you've made up. By any honest reckoning. This is the most restrictive migrant legislation in decades. Previous immigration talks have involved trading security measures for legalizing more immigration. There is little of that in this bill. This is almost entirely a border security bill, and its provisions include longtime GOP priorities that the party restrictionists could never have passed only a few months ago. Are you listening, Mikey? Just because Donald tells you to jump doesn't mean that you have to put America's security at risk. Because as the journal says, there are parts in this bill that, quote, party restrictionists could have never passed a few months ago. If Republicans reject this bill, the Wall Street Journal editorial page goes on to say, they will hand Democrats an argument that the GOP wants border chaos that they can exploit as a campaign issue. The chaos will continue for at least another year. The chaos will continue. Mike Johnson to America, go to hell. Mike Johnson to America, drop dead. Mike Johnson to Israel, drop dead. Mike Johnson to Ukraine, drop dead. Another year, 
Another year of fentanyl streaming across the border. Another year of illegal immigrants streaming across the border. All because Donald Trump told Mike Johnson, the same Donald Trump who said he wanted a depression, he wanted Americans' uh, retirements destroyed, he wanted their economy destroyed so he could get reelected. Donald Trump is now telling Mike Johnson, I want the border open for another year. What does that mean? This is not MSNBC primetime. This is not the New York Times editorial page. This is a voice of the conservative movement. And this is what the Wall Street Journal editorial page is saying. The chaos will continue for at least another year. Because of you, Mike Johnson, because of you, Donald Trump, the fentanyl will flood across the border for another year because of you. Because James Langford has put together the most restrictive border security bill ever. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Tuesday, 6 February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. I don't know. We're getting tired of winning here. Morning Mika with her, uh, her side piece, Joe in total and complete, absolute meltdown because this bill got killed. I think Jackie was at Alamany from the Washington Post on the MSNBC said it best. How can you kill something? How can something be dead when it was never alive? Out of the mouth of babes. How can, you, how can something be dead when it was never alive? So the whole unmasking and the lies about this, of course, obviously this is an invasion uh, authorization bill. This codifies an invasion of our country. This audience knows this. The people we work with know this. Uh, the great experts. Um, we've got uh, Rosemary Jenks and, of course, all the great Chemilinski, all the great people at uh, over at uh, the new what Accountability Project. You've got uh, Mark Krikorian and, of course, the great Todd Benzman. In fact, they're going to be joining us. They're heading to the border right now by a vehicle. They're going to join us later. They've gone through an excruciating detail. Mike Hall over at Heritage had a great Twitter stream the other night. I mean, this bill is a joke. As Senator Rubio, remember, Senator Rubio headed up the gang of eight that tried to do the DACA amnesty bill, I don't know, back in 2014, 2013, 14, that was killed once in the House and then later by primary by Dave Bratt. Um, he said this is a parody, all caps, parody of a border security bill. It's a, it's a joke. It's a codification of invasion. Of course, Joe Scarborough, as usual, from the Socrates from the University of Alabama, um, failed to get the memo. His quote, the Wall Street Journal 
what he called the voice of the conservative movement. No, Joe, you got to understand modern politics, like, I don't know, over the last 15 years, they're globalists. The globalists want this. This codifies the invasion of our country. It codifies the destruction of the sovereignty of our country. It codifies the destruction of the citizens of our country. We will never, ever let it get passed, and we will turf out anybody that pushes us. This is why, folks, ladies and gentlemen, you, this audience, because you're the protagonist here. You're the driver of action that you have so brilliantly done. And, you know, hat tip to this audience for putting your shoulder to the wheel and making something happen that they didn't think was possible this bill, they have to vote a cloture. This is you got to get 60 votes to break the filibuster and go forward to actually get on the floor and start to, to work on this thing, start to vote, start talking about amendments. Right now, it looks like on the vote on Wednesday, it will not get cloture, including Senator Langford and Mitch McConnell now are saying they're going to vote against their own bill. Now they've got all kind of, you know, Mitch and, and Langford got all kind of reasons. But this thing is dead. This thing is dead. Unless somebody tries to pull out a hat, it's dead. It's not even going to get into the process. And it's already dead in the House. Now it's dead in the Senate. More importantly, Mitch McConnell's as wounded as he's ever been. There's talk out there right now. They're putting a whip list together on his removal as minority leader. You only need 25 votes. Uh, sources tell me that there's real momentum there. To get rid of him, there's never been a crash and burn on a major piece of legislation like this in the history of the United States Senate. This is absolutely, totally humiliating for Mitch McConnell and his leadership team. After months and months and months of secret negotiations, after details were leaked, and they were leaked, remember, they were leaked by staffers or people closely associated with this because so close hold that thought this bill was so over the top and the direction it was going would lead to the destruction of the Republican Party, and the United States of America. They leaked it, Rosemary Jenks. Then Langford and his team came out and said she was lying, that the war room was lying. These are just internet rumors. It turned out the bill was worse than even Rosemary Jenks put out. But with the collapse of the bill goes the collapse of the Ukraine and the collapse of, uh, of Israel, unless you're going to have offsets. So we're going to get to all that. We're going to have Caroline Glick She's got a great piece about what Biden's really doing in Israel to not just not support the Israelis, but to work against them. We got Todd Benzman, we got Mark Akorian, uh, tons of people booked in today to talk about, and we got everything going on. 11 o'clock, they're going to put up a resolution about President Trump had nothing to do with any insurrection because there was no insurrection. That's Stefanik and Gates. We've got the uh, impeachment of Mayorkas, Omar, censure. Everything rolling here in the war room this morning. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 Um, as one person blindly told one of my colleagues, how could something be dead when it was never alive? And that is the sentiment uh, that is permeating um, all sides of of, of um, the various ideologically aligned Republicans in, in the Senate right now um, who are in one way or the other are trying to push off and, and kill this page. This is a voice of the conservative movement. And this is what the Wall Street Journal editorial page is saying. And they should not leave D.C. until they get us a border bill. And no, we are not waiting until the general election to do this. And it's irresponsible to say that Congress has to wait until a general election because Trump is worried that he's going to lose. There's a lot of reasons we got to worry Trump's going to lose. But you don't sacrifice national security to do it. Bird brain. She is Birdbrain. That was a pretty good nickname, Mr. President. Right there you see it. How can something be dead when it was never alive? By the way, my crack production team here, I want to thank Denver for doing that, my crack production team also here, and they're going to give me a heads up when we have Caroline Glick. Caroline's up on Capitol Hill today. Here's what's happened. The, the combination of the uh, security packages for Ukraine, Israel, uh, Taiwan, coupled with the border thing, the border thing is done. It's dead. It's finished. It's going to try to rear its ugly head up. Remember, it's never over. It's never over until it's over, and then it's not over. So you're going to have to keep fighting. But your avalanche of calls, messages, emails got their attention. This is historic. In fact, the nation's capital is in shock. What they're really in shock about the most is the end of uh, the reign of terror of Mitch McConnell. This is uh, gross negligence, recklessness, incompetence, and his excuse is, here's the excuse over the last five months. And, and actually, The Hill, I haven't put it up yet. Niall Stenang, the, the columnist over there, the lead columnist at The Hill, puts up this big shocking thing about how, you know, how, how there's been such a tectonic plate shift. They have not been paying attention. These people really don't know what they're talking about. So when you hear all the pundits on Fox and MSNBC saying, oh, Mitch, Mitch McConnell came out yesterday and said, that the reason that, uh, by the way, we have Caroline. Okay, let me get to her right away. The reason that there's doing the politics have changed. The politics have not changed. The hardcore, the hardcore zero tolerance at the border, President Trump's policies. Remember the travel ban? Uh, because that's a border. And remember his uh, send them back to Mexico and enforce the asylum laws? That's it and build the wall. President Trump had, and he had so many other policies. I want to go to Caroline Glick. Uh, quickly, I know she's busy running around Capitol Hill. Caroline, you've got a piece that uh, I'm putting up on Getter. Frank Gaffney and the Committee on the President Danger got it to me. It's pretty shocking, uh, I think, for general Americans who see a Biden up with crocodile tears coming up. He says, you know, I, I've got Israel's back. I've flown over there. Uh, I, you know, I, I've, I, they can get the job done to the get a jump. Then you hear stuff about two-state solution to Tony Blinken. 
what's going on? You actually make a piece that he's working against Israel uh, and Israel's security. Is that correct? Um, it is. the uh, You know, there's a big difference between the tone that uh, President Biden adopted after October 7th, which is extremely emotional and sympathetic towards Israel, and the substance of his policies, which from the outset really have been extremely hostile to Israel. He said that uh, the United States will support Israel's right to defend itself, but we can't actually defend ourselves without winning this war. And what he, all of his policies essentially block Israel from winning the war because uh, he is forcing us to supply Hamas in the middle of war under the uh, euphemistic claim of humanitarian aid, which uh, the government acknowledges that 60 to 70 percent of all of the supplies going to Gaza are commandeered by Hamas from the outset, and so it never goes to anybody, and then blocking the people of Gaza from seeking refuge in third countries, which is what everybody else does. You know, if you had over a million uh, uh, Ukrainians leave, you had people leave Syria, you had people leave Iraq, you had millions and millions and millions of people leave their homes in the middle of war to seek refuge, and, and Biden refuses to allow that to happen. And so instead, um, he's forcing us to resupply Hamas, enabling them to maintain uh, their war against Israel and the whole Palestinian state things that you mentioned, you know, that's just a guarantee for Israel's annihilation because what we've found since since October 11, October 7th, not that this was a surprise, but there is literally no constituency in Palestinian society whatsoever that's willing to live at peace with Israel. Just think about it. They murdered, mutilated, raped, kidnapped, looted. They did every indescribable atrocity possible uh, that day. It was a one-day Holocaust. They murdered 1,200 people. They wounded over 5,000, and they stole, they kidnapped 246 hostages to Gaza, where they've been subjected to starvation and torture and rape, uh, as a matter of course. And... Uh, 94% of Palestinians say that they've never been more proud to be Palestinian since October 7th, so that this is what makes them proud, because it's a society organized around genocide. And um, those are the people that Biden wants to give a state to, <laughs> Israel's heartland, which just guarantees Israel's destruction. So, yes, we can, we can push people away when they're, when, when they're invading our, our country, but they have to be allowed to live okay. and thrive. Okay, let's 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 for purposes of discussion, let's assume that's all true. Why are so many American Jews supportive of Joe Biden? Um, you know, I think a lot of it is just reflex. Uh, the vast majority of American Jews have, have uh, viewed themselves as Democrats since the time of uh, FDR, which is nearly a hundred years ago. So I think a lot of this is reflex. But I also see, you know, a, uh, an incredible amount of re, re, hey, re, re, re Hang on, hang on, re, re, hang on, reef. Re, first off, no polling showing any realignment at all. Number two, you can't use the excuse for reflex. You just went through. Correct me if I'm wrong. You went through a systematic list of the destruction of Israel, and if what you're saying is true, and I happen to believe that's true, um, Israel will not be a free and independent state in ten years, twenty years. So it can't be reflex. Jews are smart. So it's got to be something else. Do they not support Israel? Are they so anti and so progressive? There has to be something deeper than reflex. I just don't buy that. Because you're talking about, you're making the case for the end of the state, the free state of Israel will be destroyed if, if you support Biden's policies, particularly the two-state solution, 
not allowing uh, the Gazans to, 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 to go to either Jordan or Egypt or whoever take them, Saudi Arabia, resupplying the, uh, the, the, the war effort, resupplying the enemy right now. If you take all of yours as true facts, and they seem like they are true facts, Israel won't exist in 10 years. So therefore, it just can't be reflex. There's something deeper. Do American Jews not support Israel as a state, or are they so anti the right that they would sacrifice Israel for a progressive agenda here in this country? I don't think that either of those alternatives are accurate. I don't think that it's because it's got nothing to do with being on the right and it's got nothing to do with hating Israel. I think it has to do with um, trying to understand uh, what is required in order for Israel to survive. And for uh, over a generation, really for 50 years, uh, all of the all of the uh, polite crowd in the United States, all of the intellectual set in the United States, of which American Jews are 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 very much a part, have insisted that upon this uh, delusion that if the Palestinian that the Palestinians are appeasable, that you can appease them by giving them Israel's historic heartland in Judea and Samaria, the cradle of Jewish civilization, and and they believed it, and so now but, they're but Caroline, but Caroline, but Caroline, hang on, that, Caroline, hang on, is, hang on, hang on, hang on, that hang on, that that won't that won't wash. That's that's an excuse. I think that's an excuse. That won't no. wash. If MAGA can understand it. If the evangelical Christians can understand it, if the Trump base can understand it and support Israel, how are you telling me the American Jews can't understand it? Why is this some big thing they have to go through? This is quite simple. It's not that complicated. So there's something uh, I, else here. You're, you're just making excuses. First of all, I don't really understand uh, why they're the issue. I mean, for, that's one. Second, I don't think that you can talk about the American Jewish community as the Jews, as the American Jews. I think that there are a lot of different voices in the community, and I think that we've had failed leadership uh, in in the major organizations for a very long time. But that doesn't mean that you have failed followers in the sense that they've lost touch with reality. I think that reality has been coming up and beating people on the heads everywhere that you turn since October 7th, and that people are waking up to it. You know, sometimes you wake up quickly, sometimes you wake up quickly, and then you take time to absorb uh, new, new realities. And I think that what you're seeing here is a process of awakening. And I don't think that you, just because, you know, people are still saying that they're going to vote for Biden or whatever means that they're not awake. It means that they're trying to sort through what they're doing. Look, you see the polling. It shows that, I don't know, 80 plus percent of Republicans support Israel and think that Israel is doing this about right or that we're not uh, fighting hard enough against uh, Hamas. And you have over 50 percent of Democrats who also support Israel. And so it's not the same majority. The gap is enormous between the two parties. I think people are paying attention to the fact that Biden seems to be ignoring the 50 plus percent of Democrats and going only for Michigan and only trying to go with the pro-Hamas chorus in, in the progressive wing of his party. And people are watching this and trying to figure out what in the world they're supposed to do about it. But I don't think that you can say that there's a collective out there that, you know, is simply blindfolding itself on purpose, is willfully blind to everything. I think that people have a uh, an enormously shattering experience that they're undergoing over the past four months in the United States, recognizing that so many of the truths that they held dear were actually not true. So you have to give people a time to assess. But there's a year between now and November and writing people off because uh, a, an ABC News poll tells you one thing doesn't tell you the entire story. It's a moment in time. It's a, you know, what William Wordsworth referred to as a spot in time. And we just have to be able to use this as a learning 
learning experience and as a guidepost. But if you just write people off, then you know, then then you're not you're not going to accomplish what you need to. Today on the Hill, we have a very important vote that's coming up about you know whether the United States is going to be uh, standing with Israel and giving us the means to withstand this threat after the, you know the the U.S. Uh, removed all of the emergency munitions that Israel had been had been uh, banking on for wartime uh, from the country and moving it to Ukraine in January of 2023. Caroline, can you just hang her for a second? We just want to go to the short commercial break. I want to return about this issue with the Biden administration's lack of support for Israel. Short commercial break. Caroline Glick on the other side. When the economy collapses, will you collapse with it? You can feel it coming. All the signs are there. With it comes financial disaster, tight budgets, sacrifice. Plan for the worst with the best. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply has helped millions prepare. They'll help you too, particularly in hard times. Remember, hard times take years to recover from. Make that first year easier with their one-year emergency food kit. Now get it now. With $700 in savings at MyPatriotSupply.com. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging. These delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories every day. That's over 2,000 calories every day for a year at a special price of under $2,000. This rare emergency food kit deal ends this week. You won't see it again anytime soon. So protect yourself, protect your people, protect your family and your loved ones. Start preparing with My Patriot Supply at MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping included. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the one-year emergency food kit, and you get it now at a $700 savings. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, I've had the honor of working with Caroline Glick for over, I think, 12 years, first at Breitbart and then um, then at the War Room. Uh, there's nobody whose uh, intellectual clarity I hold in more high esteem than Caroline. This article, and I want everybody in the posse to read this, because obviously this now this whole thing with the, with the Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, it's all going to become a part as we've crushed the, um, uh, the uh, border part of it. Caroline, the bill comes up $17 billion today. You should know the war. Our, our kind of position is that we fully support the arming, but we feel we have to have offsets. We would recommend they come in the U.N., the $17 billion, because that's the most anti-Israel group. It's also the one uh, driving uh, the southern border. But here's my question, and this is why I need people to read your article, which is so powerful, about what Biden's really doing. If we ship the $17 billion this afternoon— so that Israel and the IDF could be better armed, not just in Gaza, but in Judea, Samaria, and at the northern border against the Persian, uh, the Persian uh, paramilitary forces in Lebanon. Uh, that is essentially, if you believe your article, a simply a rear guard action about what's really going to be the destruction of the free state of Israel because of the Biden regime. I- am I incorrect there, ma'am? Um, it's, you know, stopgap measures are very important because one of the things that we're doing now is we're crash opening uh, massive uh, domestic production lines for 
tank shells and for and for artillery and for air, air ordnance and other things that we had come to rely on the United States for in uh, recent decades. And uh, so, you know, we need we need the resupply now in order to get to the point where we're able to uh, protect ourselves. And, you know, I, I believe in Israel. I know the people of Israel like the back of my hand and we're willing to pay. And we are. We're willing to pay an enormous price. We're willing to pay any price to to defend our country. I know the people uh, in in my area of, of Israel. We've lost so many of our of our best sons uh, over the past uh, three months in in this war. I've been to I don't know how many uh, funerals of of neighbors, uh, many. And so we're 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 fighting this war, and we're fighting this war to win. We're not fighting it for any other reasons. We're not interested in a draw. We only want to win and we will accept nothing less. And we so, so appreciate the support that you and your posse and the American people as a whole have been providing for us. And one of the most distressing aspects of that is that when you look at the levels of support from the MAGA crowd, from your posse, from everybody, from Republicans and a lot of Democrats, surprisingly as well, you know, the the, the Biden administration's incredible hostility towards Israel just stands out like a sore thumb. And yet that's what's driving the policy is that, you know, at every turn you look and you see what I keep saying, I'm the diplomatic commentator for Israel television. And, and every time that we have this discussion about, you know, things that the IDF is forced to do that make absolutely no sense. I said at the end of every bad decision or really at the beginning, you have an administration official standing there and wagging his finger at us and 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 threatening uh, resupply and threatening uh, not vetoing anti-Israel resolutions at the UN Security Council and all of these other things. And so, you know, it, it's really important to get that's where I wrote the article ahead of this trip that I'm on this week uh, to, to meet with lawmakers on the Hill, which is to get out just in one place all of the various facets of what the Biden administration is doing vis-a-vis -vis Israel and our war in order for the American people to understand what's happening and what's at stake and, and put a magnifying glass on it. Because, you know, he gives us these speeches where he talks about how he loves Israel, how he's known every Israeli prime minister since Golda Meir. And, and then the substance of his policies really from October 7th on, which is so shocking, have been incredibly hostile towards Israel. And that has to be okay. put under how, a... How do we... By the way, the, 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 the mainstream media is not reporting that. Your article is brilliant. Uh, if Grace and Captain Bannon can push it out, make sure everybody gets it. I want to make sure Post and everybody gets it. But... What is the call to action here? We have to get this out. You're saying that some of the Jewish communities having a, a great awakening here. The nation needs to have that also. What What is the venue? How, how do you How do you How do you get out? How do we get this out so we can adjudicate this in public in some official format? So you know, I think first of all, you know, you have to understand there are the we say it in Israel too that there are the October sixth Israelis and there are the October seventh Israelis, and I think the same can be said of, of a lot of the American Jews that there are the October sixth American Jews and there are the October seventh or October eighth American Jews who's woken up and who, who is who is refusing to, um, but I think that in terms of American uh, support, and again, Steve, you're the greatest. I really appreciate it is we need to get, I, there, I know you guys are getting it also 360 degrees in terms of the border and in terms of Ukraine and all of these other policies. Um, 
it's really important to start having, you know, in the House, having discussions, having hearings about what's happening with, uh, you know, there was an NBC exactly. article about that they were slow walking the resupply of artillery shells and of smart bombs and of ordnance for the Air Force and the tanks and everything like that. Find out what's going on with that. Find out what's going on with this supporting Hamas. You know, you want to do offsets. Why is the United States funding the Houthis with $350 million a year? You know, that's just crazy. Why Why is the United States giving half a billion dollars a year to Palestinian terrorists who want to kill all the Jews and destroy the United States? You know, there's so much, there's so many things that can be discussed. Why, is, why did President uh, Biden just put out an executive order last week, turning effectively four Israeli Jews into non-persons by freezing all of their assets in Israel, right? Um, when he's not enforcing U.S. sanctions against uh, uh, Iran, and these people were never con convicted of any crime. They've never been under criminal investigation. It's just you have these radical anti-Semitic organizations running around the West Bank and saying Jews are bad, Jews are bad, and they have an open line to the State Department through Hadi Amar, who's this Hamas supporter who's in charge of U.S. policy towards the Palestinians. And lo and behold, within weeks of these fake allegations against Jews, you have people becoming the subject of presidential sanctions. I mean, these are all things that Congress should be doing oversight over. Obviously, you guys aren't the Knesset. You don't have to do any, you know, you don't have to go over every every detail, but the but but the specific actions, the humanitarian aid, why is the United States, Biden they is budgeting several hundred million dollars for humanitarian aid to Gaza. That is direct are, are, aid to an illegal terrorist organization. Are you, are you, are you, are you pressing that case? Because we will. Are you pressing that case today on Capitol Hill with Speaker Johnson leadership? We must have detailed public hearings, public hearings immediately to go through the litany that you just laid out that I think the American people have no earthly idea and would be outraged. Just like here's what happened when we got the details of the border bill. The American people rose up in righteous indignation and said over our dead bodies. This thing's dead in 24 hours. We need the exact same hearings to make sure, because Biden's playing it to the United States, so I support Israel, the big crocodile tears, I know gold in my ear, the whole thing. Nobody knows these facts except for people like the Warren, but that's a, just a faction of the American, fraction of the American people. How, how, are you going to argue that today on Capitol Hill, that we need to immediately have hearings about this? I am, and actually I got to run right now because I got an Uber driver outside waiting to take me there, so I'm going to have to go, <laughs> but I, I'll be happy to revisit this with you and let me let you know my no, process. No, no, <laughs> Yeah, no, what, what's your, where do people go to get all your content? That's what I want. I want the audience to be up to speed on this. Thanks so much. So, first of all, I just posted all of my stuff from the last week on my website, which is carolynglick.com. Carolyn spelled Caroline. And they can just go there. I have a, my Carolyn Glick show that comes on two or three times a week, a little bit less probably this week, but I'm going to have Senator Cruz on as well this week from Washington. And uh, they can uh, read me also at uh, jns.org. Uh, where I'm the senior contributing editor. So they can go uh, at my website, JNS. That's the best place to get me. And YouTube, my channel, JNS TV or Carolyn, or the Carolyn Glick Show to get all of my uh, all of my videos as well. Okay. We'll get it all, all right, up there. I Caroline, you get up to Capitol Hill. I'd honk in his horn, so I'm going to have to go. But I'll talk to you later this week if you have time. Thank you. Always time for you. Caroline Glick. Thanks. Um, you got to read this piece because you can see the Biden administration. This is my point. That first off, the $17 has got to be offset. We can't bankrupt America. We're not an ally to Israel if we're going to bankrupt ourselves. 
Uh, and it's easy to do. Look at Caroline just went through a litany right there. We're two thirds of the way there just by cutting off. I mean, why are we on both sides of this trade? Why are we supporting the enemies of Israel and doing it actively? Why are we supporting the Houthis who are part of the uh, Persian militia? That's uh, got, we got a carrier battle group in the Red Sea uh, exposed to, and they're, they're hitting uh, Navy combatants uh, with, uh, with missiles and drone strikes. Why are we doing that and funding them? In fact, why are we funding some of the Gulf Emirates there? They're playing now for the other side. You got to have, and the only way to do this is adjudicate this publicly. That's why Congress has to have hearings immediately on this. I got Congressman Clyde. Congressman, you're one of the co-sponsors today. We're going to go at 1145 to a live press conference with Stefanik Gates and others. You're putting a resolution about President Trump and insurrection. Can you tell us, can you give us some details of what it is? Sure. Great to be with you. Uh, this resolution basically says that President Trump did not engage in insurrection. Uh, it's a complete fallacy to say that he did. And But that's the Democrats' narrative. They continue to push this and push this and push this. So we are going to do a, uh, a resolution. Matt Gates is leading it and uh, Elise Stefanik with the, our, our conference chairwoman. And it's a great resolution. And it basically is a, a sense of the House that the president did not engage in, in insurrection. And to think that he did or to say that he did is simply a Democrat talking point. And we're going to can that well you've got you've got i think 50 or 60 co-sponsors why don't we have 212 or 214 215 why, why are there not why do we not have a two number in front of that instead of uh, 50 or 60 well i think that uh, it takes a little bit of time to get co-sponsors and and there's a timing issue here i think you want to get it uh, as, out as quickly as possible so it's still it i mean until it actually comes to the floor uh, members can still sign on to it and be co-sponsors of it so i think that's probably still ongoing tell me about the state of georgia you're a proud uh, georgian it's one of the greatest states in the union there's a travesty happening on down there right now. I know you're outraged about it. Tell me about it. Oh, yes, with Fannie Willis and um, coming against President Trump. You know, this is a corrupt Fulton County district attorney. And we are proving uh, with every piece of evidence that co is coming out that, that this lady has serious problems with the truth. Um, I think she's completely corrupt. I think that she's compromised. Uh, being on the Appropriations Committee here in Congress, uh, we appropriate money to uh, local district attorneys through the Department of Justice. And she has received over $3.8 million in federal funds. And we are looking at how she has abused that. We're finding evidence of potential abuse of federal funding. So that now brings this issue from a state issue to a federal issue. And so I'm really, really thankful that uh, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones has uh, created this Senate, this Georgia Senate committee to investigate uh, these uh, irregularities and these uh, potential illegal activities that Fannie Willis uh, uh, is being accused of. And so I commend our Lieutenant Governor for that and uh, Bill Kausert, the chairman of that committee as well. I think they will get to the bottom of what exactly is happening here. And we in Congress, uh, especially in the Appropriations Committee, stand ready to assist in every possible way uh, because of the nexus to uh, the the uh, abuse of federal dollars. Congressman Clyde, where do people track you on social media? Where do they go to your website to find out more about this uh, this fight that you're leading? Uh, they go. They can go to Clyde.house.gov. Uh, again, Clyde.house.gov uh, to get to us and 
and uh, happy to correspond with uh, all of the folks out there that listen to War Room. They are indeed our crowd. Uh, Congressman, you know you're a hero uh, to our uh, to our audience, so keep up the good fight. We're, we're going to go live today to the press conference. I think it's 1145, so it'll be towards the end of the show, but we'll be live there. Pick up uh, Congressman Stefanik and, of course, the great Matt Gates as they throw down hard about President Trump's not an insurrection. It's absolutely obscene when they say that. Short break. Back in a moment. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers, and you don't. You'll pay up, plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, here I am. I'm trying to book some guests as we have the show <laughs> live. Uh, the appeals court just turned down President Trump on the immunity issue, as Mike Davis predicted they would. We're trying to get Mike on or maybe even Boris. I know they're, they're all over. Remember, the 14th Amendment hearing at the Supreme Court is going to be Thursday. Of course, with our distribution partner, Real America's Voice, who are the best. They're working right now. We're going to try to get some cameras and at least a camera up with Mike Davis is going to be the steps of the Supreme Court on Thursday. This is going to be a monumental uh, hearing on, um, on something that's got to be sorted right now. Of course, immunity is huge. Uh, President Trump, I think, just lost at the appeals court. We're going to get some details in a second, try to get Mike up in the 11 o'clock hour. Um, let's just reset here for a second. The, um, the nation's capital is in turmoil today, even as we speak. The politics, this will be, what the last 48 hours will be a seminal moment in the shift of modern American politics. Because the establishment, I think, maybe for the first time, understands this is real. The collapse and the public humiliation 
of this uh, of the border quote unquote security bill, what we call the uh, invasion authorization bill codification, uh, has caught them by surprise because every powerful group in our country, Wall Street, the Chamber of Commerce, all the corporate interests, uh, the universities, the intellectuals, the public intellectuals, all the big journals, of course, the media, uh, all of them were pushing forward this lie that this was a remember. This was only come up, has only come up because the optics of the invasion they wanted in the first place. And it's not chaotic. And they, they are very, this Mayorkas and this team and Biden have very methodically and systematically allowed this invasion to go on. As we've reported from the Darien Gap with Michael Yan and Ben Burkwam and Oscar Blue Ramirez and everybody, it's so well organized, so well thought through in partnership with the cartels, people making tons of money and having an invasion in this country. Uh, number one, to drive down wages among the working poor. Number two, to provide bigger consumer markets for the corporatists. And yes, eventually to to have uh, Democrat votes. All three, a trifecta. So it's very well organized and very well thought through. The, um, the solutions of President Trump, detain and deport. You never see that. So, But what's happened in the collapse, and I mean the collapse from, uh, from the, the most establishment figures in the Senate shows you the righteous anger of the American people as personified by this show and a few others like this, you know, the Charlie Kirk, Jack Basobic, uh, a couple of other websites. Uh, I want to give a particularly uh, a hat tip to, I think, one of the great young men in our country, Matt Boyle. Uh, Breitbart, <laughs> I think, I got to tell you, I think Matt, uh, put out 40 articles starting on Sunday. As soon as the thing came out, it was it was equivalent to what we did to Megyn Kelly, Murdoch, and Ailes back in 2015 when they came after Trump. It was at that level of intensity. And he, he gave shout-outs to the heroes, and he condemned uh, all the details. And it was truly magnificent. And this, so that's one of the, obviously, big content providers. But people have come together. And here's the thing, is if you hear the stupid happy talk, talking points, whether it's NBC, CNN, or... Um, our Fox News, Murdoch News. And Murdoch News is so hardcore for this. You saw Ducey this morning on the couch. They're, they're just going hardcore about, you know, how, how terrible it is that we're turning down this border security bill. They got Martha McCallum yesterday lighting somebody up. They're giving plenty of airtime to Birdbrain as she sits there. Remember, Birdbrain's on the record on Sunday. You got to address this. You can't wait. You got to address it. That's why she's Birdbrain. Um, so the forces have been all lined against this, but if you look at it, and this goes back to the talk uh, I had with Eli Crane and Carrie Lake uh, with the good citizens of Prescott on, uh, on Friday, and one of the messages that that is that you are at such a sophisticated level of your understanding of the facts of not just the news, but the forces under, that are driving what the news of the day is. You are getting it in, at a, such a deep level, and you are a protagonist. You're not this. You don't get a ringside seat on this show. You get in the arena. Not only do you get in the ring, uh, it's that proverbial. It's that Mike Tyson saying, "Everybody's got a strategy until they get punched in the mouth." Well, you're the fist that punches. So the whole strategy was kind of the, what's happening uh, Sunday afternoon when they released this at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or thereabouts, was uh, Mike Tyson personified. You punched them right in the mouth, and they weren't prepared for that. They thought that they had played this down when the leak came to, to Rosemary Jenks, 
They said it's lie. It's internet rumor. All of it, Langford went out. All these guys went out. It's all lies, all misrepresentations. And then we found out, as Speaker Johnson and, and Marco Rubio, and particularly Marco Rubio and guys like that who have been kind of big amnesty proponents and, and led the Gang of Eight, when they came out and said this bill's a parody, when they came out and said this bill gives us our sovereignty, well, Lee Stefanik, I think, was the first one out with the fire-breathing message that she would never support this because you would destroy American sovereignty. When that chorus started to rise with your backing and then your phone calls and your emails and people realize you when you called and when you emailed or you went to the office or you talked to them or confronted them, it was with details and facts and why this would destroy American sovereignty, why this would destroy the black working class, the Hispanic working class, the white working class in this country. That's power, baby. What you've done over the last 24, 48 hours has been historic. So historic that we're not talking about killing this, simply killing this bill right now. It's something deeper. It's to hold people accountable who tried to foist this thing on the American people and destroy our sovereignty. Because if it had passed, you would have codified an invasion of our country. That goes right back to Mitch McConnell. And right now, he is at the most exposed he's ever been in his career. Remember, he rules the Senate by fear and intimidation. He rules the Senate by fear and intimidation. And guess what? They don't fear him right now. The hunter has become the hunted. And so we're going to get into all that. We're also going to talk about this fiasco in Nevada where I, the PBS NPR had their article. As I said, it was going to happen. They have their article in this primary. And I think it's down to the last paragraph. Do you realize it's just a, uh, it's a complete anti-Trump move to give Nikki Haley a little, uh, a little, uh, a little lift. But they're going to try to play this narrative. So I got Cash Patel. We're loaded in the second hour. So much going on today. We've got the resolution that's coming up on the, on the anti-insurrection with uh, Stefanik and Gates. The impeachment of Mallorcas. They've named the impeachment managers. MTG is one of those. This, along with our own Andy Biggs. Of course, uh, Clay Higgins is also part of that. Congressman Higgins. A couple of hammers. Uh, the censure of Omar. The vote on the Israel bill separately, which is a huge mistake. I think it's a huge mistake, but we're going to talk all about that. Need some offsets. Let's go right to the U.N. or let's go right to arming Israel's enemies. Short break. Back in 90 seconds. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. 
you can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.